And now I'm about to be talking to my longtime friend, Morgan Freeman, about what he's doing specially, and it's this coming Tuesday, November 9, the History Channel will premiere an eight-part series with Morgan Freeman. It's a rough, tough series. It's nonfiction, and the Oscar winner hosts it. He also executive produced it. The title is Great Escapes. Listen, we are talking of prison escapes, tough ones, like those in Alcatraz, Danamora, another in Tennessee, another in Ireland. It's scary. And here I am with my friend Morgan Freeman. Tell me, how did the offbeat idea come about in the first place? It's an offbeat idea. Well, I wasn't part of the uh, genesis for this show. Yeah. Uh, they start with the um, documentary department led by uh, by James Younger. Yeah. So, and yeah, I have to admit to just being an itinerant worker here. <laughs> okay. But will this not give ideas to other criminals in some way? It could give you ideas if you're a criminal. It could give you ideas. It doesn't give you the wherewithal or the stamina or the ingenuity. Um, just, I think everyone is, is, is different. Every jail that you're in is different. And trying to get out of it is going to take a whole lot of different types of thinking. So, yeah, who knows? It could give ideas, but it. That's it. Everybody has an idea. You go all the way back to, I don't know. Well, like the Mexican guy who who was who was doing the criminal stuff in in Mexico. He had this long thing, this long dugout that was dug. I mean, everybody has an idea. But you went into jails. Tell me about. I mean, because you did Shawshank. So tell me about going into jails. What was it like for you? Where did you go? Well, for Shawshank, we were at the um, Mansfield, Ohio uh, Reformatory. But I have been in real jails with the, in like the first one I was in it was in Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, uh, that, that is uh, it makes your your hands sweat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not that you won't be able to get out of it, uh, that they won't, but you don't know what's going to happen while you're there. I've been in some where they say, don't talk to the prisoners. Well, if a prisoner says something to you and he's not behind bars, he's going to say something back. He might get slapped otherwise. Why isn't he behind bars if he's the prisoner? Like on the in the in the, in the block and in the, in the on the floor. Yeah. Okay. So what do they say to you? What did, but when they see Morgan Freeman, it has to be some sort of a high. What did they say to you, honey? It's a like, hey, yo, bro, what's happening? Hey, Morgan Freeman, hey, that kind of thing. Okay, and you, Nobody, what, what did you respond? You responded? Of course, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Okay, so that's not exactly a whole conversation, I guess. No, it isn't a conversation. You cannot have a conversation. Who's going to have a conversation? They say, don't do that. So you won't do that. Number one, you're moving. So they're moving you through. You don't have to worry too much about it. But you can speak. You can say hey back. 
uh, I don't know, I was in some place, maybe in Illinois. Yeah. And you go into this big block and it's just nothing but noise. So you think that everybody in this place is insane. Yeah. Well, that that's enough to make you keep your mouth shut. Were you not terrified going in? I, of course, you you had people with you, but were you not terrified going into these prisons? Not really. No. Uh, I think the first prison I went into, as I said at some point, was in uh, Kingston, o- o- yeah. Ontario. Yeah. And I'd never been inside a living Dale before prison. Uh, and yes, I, I was, it was a bit trepidatious, as safe as all get out, but still you're in a maximum, maximum security area. And the people are in there because they need to be in maximum security. Yeah. So, and you're in there with them. Um, well, it's not your sentence, but still, I don't know. There's an aura about it all. Oh, of course there's an aura. But with today, with, with the police mentality and the anti-police mentality today, everybody's going to ask you the same question. Does this not aggravate the anti-police mentality? No, I don't think so. Uh, the uh, the anti-police uh, mentality that is burgeoning now has to do with cop on, on the beat. It has nothing to do with the people who are have been incarcerated for, um, and we talk the maximum now, and yeah. not in jail or something. Uh, but the people who have been incarcerated uh, mostly accepted as being dangerous. Um, so I don't, I don't think that uh, this kind of thing is going to exacerbate the anti anti police uh, syndrome that's working now. That's due strictly to the cop on the street. Give me, give me a scene. Give me one scene that we can understand and we'll look for, of course, when it's on. But you di- you're doing so much with this. Give us a scene. Two things outstanding about uh, El Chapo's um, adventure. Yeah. First of all, he had the wherewithal. He had money and outside contacts. Yeah. He had money and inside contacts. Uh, and that whole... Uh, that whole adventure was aided by the fact that they had GPS positioning. That's how they could get such such pinpoint positioning underground as they dug him out. Uh, that's yeah. one off. There weren't any other. You can't think of any other uh, attempt that had that kind of technology. So, so they had this technology underground? Yes. Yes. So that. would would a person, a normal person watching this series know how to get out of jail if they were in jail? Would this teach them? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, this is not going to give you any um, tools. Yeah. Uh, uh, the most it can give you is uh, maybe incentive if you're in prison and you're going to be there for a while and your every waking thought is, I got to get out. 
Well, I think <laughs> I think that might be the case in a lot of instances. I think that might be the case. Mm. Does this give us ideas about how to prevent these escapes? Does it give the government or the 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 police ideas about how to pre- prevent this? I think in uh, certain prisons, yeah, they change certain things, certain personnel, etc. And one episode, uh, I can't pinpoint it myself, but they enlisted uh, the aid of uh, one of the uh, staff, the prison staff, a woman. Oh, yeah. 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 I think they've so, even had sex with one of the with with some of the keepers, and that has helped them. I remember that story. I know that. Okay. So, did any of them talk to you directly in any way? I understand that you weren't the green screen. I understand all that. But did any of them ever talk to you about their lives or how how yeah. how they're treated in in prison? No, I never had any contact with any of them. Uh, for one thing. Uh, these stories were all pretty old. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and, uh, and for those, uh, those stories in which the uh, inmates got out, uh, except for Alcatraz, uh, they were pretty much all caught and brought back, including El Chapo. So what did you do during the pandemic, my friend? Caved up. And <laughs> they caved up. Uh, I bought a house on a golf course down on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Played golf every day with just my companion and uh, stayed locked up. I got oh. all of my shots and boosters uh, in between, but I didn't mingle. How about you? Well, I just came from my booster shot, but because it was you, much as I want to lie down, because it's Morgan Freeman whom I love dearly, I said, hey, I'll come out of a dying bed. This is, I just got the booster. (laughs) You're such a dear woman. (laughs) Oh, please, please, please. I remember many of our interviews and things like that. And it's just, it's just great. And, and tell me now, what are you going to do next, Morgan? We, we, I'm going to watch you. We're all going to watch you. The whole bloody world is going to watch you. What's going to happen after that? What are you going to do? I think I'm going to go and make a movie, a little about an old man. Well, All the movies I'm going to make from here out are about old man. Well, I know you're not going to make a movie about a young man, honey, but what's it about? What are you going to do? What? Well, it's a guy who, uh, I don't know, he's always on a funk because of the loss of his wife. Uh, he gets mixed up with, uh, I don't mean negatively, but the woman who is his caregiver, yeah. And he winds up living in her. She has lost a baby. She's like in her mid, mid-30s. She's lost a child. It practically destroyed her and her, her a marriage. Yeah. But there's a, there was a room dedicated to the child uh, that's never used. And uh, he winds up sleeping in it, staying in it. And I don't know. I think somehow that helps their the marriage of his caregiver and her husband, and uh, he winds up walking off and off the edge of a mountain. 
So they don't want you to ever breathe anything besides <laughs> the fact of great escapes, which means your jailers are taking you away. Forget it, Morgan. I love you to pieces. Thank you, Sandra. Love you back. Okay, babe. Thanks. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 